Are we ready? Are we rolling? Okay. Well, welcome to them. This is Vancouver Entertainment Magazine. We're uh, shooting from the infamous Morrissey Hotel. Pub. Here in pub. 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 I'm corrected. Pub. <laughs> Um, but yeah, here we are, and um, tonight's guest is KTEL, DJ Carrie here, and uh, yeah, we're just going to get down and talk. This is our DJ series. I've got a bevy of them we're going to cover over the next few months, but this is my man for the hour, the first one, and um, the one and only. Welcome. Hey, hey, hey. How you doing, bro? Good, man. <laughs> Good. Well, listen, man, let's, um, let's just get into it real quick here. We were talking earlier about automation uh this new science of uh music and how it's distributed and how limited the role of the dj or how you know evasive it's become to djs like ourselves that love to tell the story mm -hmm. and from my standpoint like i said we are storytellers and we're we're chronologically giving you history and you do this every weekend here at the Morrissey and which is just fantastic you know I, it just it, it, it blows me away because we don't get to hear this kind of thing mm -hmm. and I, we so appreciate you yeah, uh, talk a bit about it uh well throughout, throughout my my DJ career I've uh had to cover so many different genres and I've gone through so many different genres over the time and I love them all right and uh in this place, I get four hours to play and go on a journey through all of those different genres. Right. Whereas most DJs, you know, they'll either, you know, be stuck with playing hip hop or house or techno or whatever they do in their little hour set. Right. And as, as you say, with telling a story too as well, like within festivals now, uh, a lot of the DJ slots are like 45 minutes to an hour. Right on. And you can't tell. You can't tell a story. In that Absolutely time. not. You ju you're just getting warmed up. Absolutely. So there are a few DJs who definitely like press and push to get three hours, which is definitely a thing. You know, a good time to you know get warmed up, feel mm -hmm. what's going on with the crowd, right, in your environment, and adjust and go from there. Now, do you play for the crowd or do you play a bit for yourself? Because I'm a selfish DJ. I, I like to play for myself because it comes from my heart. Mm -hmm. And so it, 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 it projects itself in, in, in what I'm feeling, mm -hmm. uh, whether I'm having a bad day or, or, or things are just kind of like out of proportion with the world. I play to that. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of storyteller I am mm -hmm. on yourself. Well, how, how do you? Sometimes it depends, you know, on how, on, like you say, on your feelings. Sometimes I feel like there's something that I want to hear or something I want to play or something I want to do. Right. Like just recently, I've, you know, gotten into some more of the like uh the new jack swing stuff yes and like hearing this like, oh my god so i've like <laughs> gone and collected some of that so last night i've got this new stuff so i'm like hey i want to play this i want to play That's this it. so That's i go it. in and play some of that stuff right on and yeah. other times i come in and i'm just like oh i don't know i'll just start off and see where i go which which is great about uh what i love to do is uh is not and you know for any sets that i play whether it's at a festival or some of that right or you know little rave or party i do not prepare sets okay i may have you know put together some stuff that i like and and right. think and would like to play but yeah. there's so many days i know will go on that it's like here's their story and they've written out their story of their playlist of their tracks right on and yeah. then they get to the venue and they'll play those and people might not be into it right or it might not set 
the setting. It might be raining. It might be sunny. It might be in the day. It might be at night. And all of those times require different music. Right on. That's right. And they're, they're stu- they've rehearsed their playlist. They've got their playlist down. And they just stick on their playlist. So I like to show up because as I'm, I've got the confidence now right. and the library and the skills to come in and be like, oh, what's, well, how do I feel? What's everyone else feeling? What's going on in this environment? Like, right. like this is what I'm going to play now. What, what changes have you seen in uh, how the music is put out there, uh, passed on, in other words, um, with what's the technology and with the changes in the way we, you know, put it out there, project it? In the way the DJ does? Yes, or in the way yes. The DJ the, yeah, it? yeah. The, the, the way the DJ does. Uh, it, it, it's changed a lot. Oh, it's changed hugely. Yeah, well, the, you know, speak with, on that, with, with everything going digital now. Right. Um, it, which is great here now. It's rather than hauling, you know, four cases of records around. And, yeah, uh, I, I could, love that. Yeah. that. That was... Well, it was good when you were young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but it was it was great, man. I, I used to love it. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I had crates of milk crates of yeah. music going to the station. I had a seven-hour show. Mm-hmm. I had one of the longest shows. Yeah, yeah, and oh, you need all of that. Oh, right? man, yeah, I'm it. hauling this stuff up from yeah. Pigeon Park, and yeah, man, you needed that. So, so, but, so, so that's a big change in order to happen, and you know, right. a lot of... DJs, I think, you know, Serata was one of the first things to come out. A lot of DJs, when people were, were like moving to that, were like, oh, you know, they're not, blah, 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 they're not, you know, playing records. But then after, you know, a few of the hardcore DJs, I like, realized, it's like, oh my God, yeah. I don't have to haul all my records around. And especially when some of them too are traveling, flying on planes and stuff like that. I mean, right. just bring your laptop. Yeah. Who were some of the biggest influence, uh, Carrie, in your life when it came to this? How did you know? when you were wanted to dj what what was happening where were you at were you in your bedroom playing a 45 um, uh well, well it, it's definitely has come over time when i was young um you know first of all real you know probably when i was like 13 or 14 I started going to parties okay you start going to parties and you're hanging out and you know you're yeah young you don't really know what's going on who's the guy that stepped up to play the music well not not me necessarily but realizing that if the music was good right the party was rocking and you know for me back then initially it was you know the one that was always working that would people would play it was you know acdc's back in black yeah yeah when you say back then what, what what years are we talking about uh this would have been like 1982 probably 82 84 right kind of range. right right that was a great time for music yeah man. Oh, well, I, I look, I, I consider 1984 a huge year for me. Yeah. Like yeah. You had the Police. You had the oh. Def Leppard album. You had Madonna's stuff. You had, it was incredible that it year. It was. Like, I, I actually will, will do some kind of series of putting together all of the great albums that got released. Oh, my goodness. The 80s were just fantastic, yeah. man. I, I, I was going to college during those years, and oh, my gosh. I, you know, I tried to tell my kids. It's like, guys, let me tell you about an era. And I never thought I would be that guy because you used to hear your, your grandfather and your, your, your granddad, uncles, and they all go, yeah, back in 1937. They're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you go, what? And it's like, man, I ain't hearing that, you know, but, you know, Nat King Cole and all of, man, mm-hmm. you know. But as it goes, no, man, the 80s for me, 
as a, as, man, they were just dynamite. Yeah. That, yeah. that was just that was just like the greatest hour, yeah. I think, in the history of music. Yeah. yeah. To be honest with yeah. you, and uh, from soul to rock, uh, you name it. Mm -hmm. In the '80s, it was all there. There was just creativity and ebb and flow that was going on. Uh, David Bowie, uh, Luther Vandross. You know, these cats were just mm -hmm. putting this stuff out there. So back to to what you were saying and then so, so yeah so realizing that you know if and two you know eventually you go to dance parties too if the yeah. if the music sucks people aren't going to dance right and if the music's good oh the girls are dancing mm. and if the girls are dancing if the girls are having fun at a party the party's on yeah absolutely so, so probably it was around 1986 and this would have been my my start of my djing because you know i'd started um building up a pretty decent music collection right and uh we were at grade 12 in high school and realizing we're sitting around at lunch it's like let's have music at lunch let's have music so okay. i was on the student council with a whole bunch of my friends so we were all like oh well, let's we want to put some money together towards putting together you know kind of like radio stations so right. we did and that was sort of and the start of it and so we'd sit there we had one tape deck that was wired directly into a pa system Okay. And I would sit there with my Walkman, play tracks on my Walkman, and then as soon as it, the start of the song would come, I'd hit stop, pull it out, stick the big pen in there, because the big pen had the perfect hexagonal shape. <laughs> Give two and a half tw twists back. Yes. And then, you know, the next song would end. Quickly, do, do eject, pop the next one, and hit play. Oh and I could God. do all of that within, you know, wow. two seconds, and then the next song would yeah, play. Yeah, so, so it just, the transition was smooth. Well, roughly. <laughs> yeah. So that was, again, you know, being able to play music and, right. and influence um, an environment. When did you figure that out, that, that music had that kind of power on people, that I mean, when you got in a room, like for me, it was like, I, I got it, you know, I got it, I'll, I'll play the music, you know, and... I started playing, and I could see the, you know, everything changing around me. You know, the the well, whole. It didn't it didn't probably start happen until much later, like in university. Once I started getting, you know, turntable and uh, about then, how old? Were uh, you? I would have been like eighteen, eighteen, eighty six, yeah. and okay. so a couple of years after that, I started, you know, getting one turntable to go with my cassette deck, and a, a realistic Radio Shack, good old Radio Shack. They had a yes. DJ mixer that yeah. I could plug into. Right. So then I would start and being able to start doing, you know, at least kind of radio radio crossfades right. between music. Right. Now explain to. I guess for the, the novice, what do you mean by fading? What, what is fading? Well, it's just it's just when when a, one song ends, another song starts. Right. And, and you know, you, and typically on radio, you would hear it that yeah. you know they would cross blend songs. So yes. There was no dead air. Yes. And you know, often they would talk over it while it's happening of, of what the song was and stuff. Wow. And uh, so into the dance world, right? Um, you know, a, a lot of the DJs figured out, you know keeping that transition going so they would uh, beat match songs so that try to make the songs the beats lay over top of each other okay so that the the and then mix that together so that it was like some people even wouldn't recognize oh the song changed so, so that's that's where we are now with like oh, yeah, yeah 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 that that sort of started happening i guess back in the disco days right yeah and, which you know eventually led to house and techno and that kind of stuff right and, right okay and, uh, 
How do you feel about house? Do you like house? Oh, I love house. I love yeah. house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. a, I'm a closet house yeah. fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do. I love it. Yeah. And, you know, there's so many flavors of it now, too. But, you know, I, I always love, like, the definitely the, like, deep, soulful stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. again, too, it all depends on the environment. Like, right. Like, like I say, you know, sure, I had ACDC. But depending on where you were, if it's 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 night or day, it, it's you know the the music. I always say that there's the right song for each moment that you have. Yeah, there's the, or the perfect song. What what motivates you? What motivates you when you come in and you have to do a set? What 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 gives you that drive that, that to want to relay that story? Um. Well. Well, as you say too, like, why, why did I start playing music? Uh, to to not only uh, put that energy, or when did I feel it's like I would play music and realize I would hear a song on the radio. It was like, oh my god, this song makes me want to cry. Yeah. Oh my god, this song makes me feel emotions for that cute girl in my grade yeah. that I like. Oh my god, this song makes me want to like rock out. Like, right you know, th this is this crazy power of music. Right. Like, like, right. oh, and you know, I wasn't a very good speaker or very silent my dad was japanese who's also was very you know silent and shy so I, I, i've learned over the years that you know if i story my story to tell i'm not going to get out and and be the guy who's cracking the jokes in the room and stuff like that i'm going to be the guy hiding out in the corner right doing that thing and that's me that that's what i do I'm like i i don't want to do that i was like stick me in the corner i don't want to talk to people let me talk to them through my music like right. like let me share those experiences let me share that and the thing i definitely love about doing it is when i play stuff and uh music has that very strong um way to touch people and take them back to a certain point in time so now with that being said do you feel responsible for that part of oh it? yeah fuck for sure explain that yeah um They wouldn't have had that experience unless I did that. Yeah, true that. Right, and and you know that's why I love here uh, is, you know tonight I played a song, uh, I O U by Freeze. Okay. And it's a uh, quite a, a rare track that not many people know. And this black guy sitting right in front of me, he's like, "Yeah, that's <laughs> the one. Bring that in." And that I got on Facebook. And I was like, "That made my that made my week right there." Yeah, yeah. And I, I touched that guy. Yeah. I, I brought him to a place somehow. I don't know. What's that? What history? And in my head, it's like, why, did, why does he dig that song? Yeah. Where was he? What's his Where is he from? Like, what, like, what was it? What's his experience with that song? Right on. Right on. If you're just joining us, folks, we're here at VEM, Vancouver Entertainment Magazine. I'm here with the one and only DJ KTEL, Jerry. We're sitting here. just uh, Carrie, we're sitting here just kicking it and talking about his life and his times with his work uh, in the music industry. And I also want to touch on a bit, you're, you are a graphic visual artist. Well, so, so let me give you a bit more of the history of my DJing stuff. So, yeah. So I grew up in a small town, was very limited on my musical exposure in okay. this town just because we didn't have no internet. Right. So right. Uh, maybe four channels on the TV. Um, at night, we could pick up radio station from Spokane, you know, over the states. Right. Uh, so got lots of heavy metal, and then so I take off. I go to university up in Edmonton, 
and next thing you know, I'm just exposed by so many people around me and through the clubs and underground clubs and the record stores, just so much music. So yeah. I was going off to the university to become a dentist. Okay. That's, that's a little bit off the yeah. path. Yeah. Well, you know, I had no idea what I wanted to do when I was 18. Yeah. And uh, it sounded good. Yeah. Tell everyone, oh, wait a minute. So all I was doing in between classes was heading off to the record stores, looking at stuff, yeah. researching, finding new music. Right. So I decided, you know what, I don't want to be a dentist. So I left to, I want to get involved with music. So I left and I went to recording engineering school here in Vancouver. Okay. And uh, I did that. Yes. And it was, that was probably right around 88, 89. And right around that time was when film was taking off. So uh, Little Mountain was going off. But it was slowly soon would shut down. And that right around again was the time when digital started coming out. So all of these where people would normally be spending, you know, a million dollars to record their album. I think Alanis Morissette had just recorded her album in her garage on eight at, eight at tapes for like $35,000 or something like that or yeah. 150000 or something yeah. crazy. So the studio wow. business started going down, but film was taking off. So I ended up... I basically ended up spending 25 years working in film, doing uh, audio posts for film work. Okay. And again, it was uh, it was interesting because again, it was still I was uh, applying the whole thing to with environment. Like I'm, you know, I'm presented with a scene of creating that environment um, with sound or trying to relate. It's like if this, if these, I would always add a good. Um, rhythmic element to my sound design and layers to it that I would I would bring from what I would felt with music and, and feelings of how does this sound feel okay. so um, I kind of left DJing for a little bit but then I ended up going to Burning Man good <laughs> <laughs> luck coming back and from that right? there we go yeah, yeah so, okay. uh, so that's where it all so, changed so I, I started getting back into DJing it was like oh my god here we go so I would go into these, uh, uh, there's this place called the Dollhouse, which is uh, shut down. It was run by these uh, burlesque girls. Okay. So I would go and play gigs at their place on the weekend. And, uh, oh, that must have been fun. Oh, it was amazing. And just, <laughs> just going in and, you know, after spending, you know, 10, 15 years working in film, right. which becomes just factory and soulless. And yeah, I'm making good, decent money. Right. But my soul was, my heart was done. There's like nothing. And I go and I DJ for an hour and a half and all these people went, oh my God, you made my name. Oh my God. And that, again, just touched me. Just, just like the little things tonight. It's just hearing those things yeah. back from people. Those affirmations. Me. That's what feeds me and makes me want to keep going, keep doing it. It is. It truly is. I mean, I, I would find that too uh, when I played or, or tried to inspire the guys that worked with me. Uh, it's it's there's nothing like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it, it pays for itself, mm -hmm. you know. Even with the the amount of distractions you have throughout, because someone wants to request something, and you know you have to kind of stand there and go, yeah, okay, I'll get I'll get to you, mm -hmm. you know. But it 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 uh, nothing feels better than to have somebody come up and actually go like, thank you, you know. Mm -hmm. it, it is it it's yeah, it is what it is. But um, well, it's been interesting. Uh, because you know i've had to deal with that a lot more here working here and you know initially kind of just say oh i don't take requests or don't do this or blah 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 i've decided to like okay let's have let's be open to this yeah and let's have a conversation with sure. people 
Sure. I mean, you know, some of that, you know, you, you gain a little bit more knowledge and actually mm-hmm. somebody hits you with something that yeah. you, you oh, forgot. It's, it's, it's happened tons of times. Yeah, They're like, oh, my like, God. Oh, yeah. That's perfect with what's going on right now. Absolutely. I should totally play that. Yeah, absolutely. I would not have thought of that unless you said that. Yeah, and, 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 it, and it agrees with you. And, and I mean, I, I find myself, you know, for the most part, being one of those kind of conduits to people. I don't like to shut people down. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's one of the worst things, actually, you can do for yourself. Yeah. I mean, I used to sit at the radio station, for instance, and, you know, flag these phones in the middle of the night. You know, these people, they want to hear this, they want to hear that. And I'm kind of going like, okay, somebody's listening to me. I, I yeah, yeah. should honor yeah, that, yeah. right? You know? And, and you know, for me, it's, it's all about how people approach you. Exactly. Um, because often you'll get bitchy girls will come up and be like, meh, 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 this music sucks. Can you play this? And 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 and, 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 and then so I'd be like, okay, yeah. Rather than being, you know, fuck you, you know, I was like, excuse me. I'm like, hey, okay, let's just look at this situation. You've approached me. Number one, you shat on what I'm doing. Yeah. By telling me that my music sucks, and then you want to request something from me. Like, why would I do that? Yeah. And, and I put that back to them rather than than just thinking she's a bitch and yeah. you know ignore her. It's like put that back. Say hey, like like this is this is this is why I would yeah. not respond to that. Yeah, yeah. Some of them are pretty hostile. You can, and, you can get to that. Yeah, and into it when people make a request of a song, it's like hey, can you play this? I'll say you know what, it doesn't really fit what I'm doing right now. Right, exactly. Rather than saying no. I'll just, just say, hey, like, this is... I'll defer on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and again, it all depends. And there's our, our, I've had times, too, where people come and say, hey, could you play this? And I'm like, hmm. Yeah. That's not fitting with what I'm doing right now. But they came up and they approached. They were really sweet. Yeah. They were really nice. Yeah. And, and they just had a good vibe to them. And, I was, and I'll go in my head, you know what? Do it. Yeah. Do it. Because yeah. they're a good person. Right on. And, you know, good people deserve to be we need more good people in this oh world. absolutely absolutely with that being said um you were part of the olympics um, yeah i did a show at the olympics okay so yeah Explain so with, with my so as i was working in the film world um i was working for a small company here in town and uh this guy bill vince he's amazing he gave me so many opportunities i accelerated through the ranks like no one else because uh, this like if i was in la that would have never happened no it's just, no so no, so as no. i was going through and doing this audio post stuff they needed you know uh and i was really great with computers so i was uh helping out with their post-production and then started doing some assistant picture editing and then eventually started doing some picture editing wow. um so i was working digitally with these things doing the picture editing doing the sound and uh a good friend of mine who I had met through, again, going to Burning Man, yeah. you know, going to these parties and realized, like, oh, there's this visuals yeah. that are happening. Yeah. And he was doing visuals uh, down at the Lotus, you know, using uh, the old 16 millimeter film and slide projectors and stuff. And I was like, I'm like, I see this technology that's coming where you can have a, a like, just like samplers on, you know, how, how hip hop was using samples of ceiling stuff, how you can sample a video clip right. and have a whole bunch of them on a keyboard. Right. And hit all the different keys and a different visual will play. Mm. So uh, him and I teamed up and we started doing visual stuff. So I started again, again, visuals for me, 
where where I would see stuff go go to gigs and see it's like oh cool that's a cool pattern right and 20 minutes later it's the same thing going on and it's the same thing going on and to me i've really been thrilled by shows where i've gone to say like, oh my, the, the, those lights are like like the, sinking to the music and you know and <laughs> and again songs are stories right and they have breakdowns they have emotions they have rhythm they have all of these things mm-hmm. that that I was able to bring to again because of my DJing background. Right. Um, so yeah, I also ended up like going down to we did uh, visuals. Did you enjoy that experience? Oh, man? I loved it. How was the Olympics for you? Was it? Was it? Was oh well, it that that part was. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of the Olympics, and uh, so that w- with that particular one show, I put together an AV show. So that was the the audio and the visuals. So I had taken a lot of sampling clips so we talked about james round earlier so james yes. round drummer was clyde clyde stubblefield or one of his main ones it was yes. sample a lot so i i took a bunch of video clips with him wow and my mind was blown with ableton live so what you were able to do with ableton live with music was it was stick stuff in yeah and you could change the tempo of it you could make the snare drum go to here so i realized you could drop a video clip in and so i would find you know a video clip say someone you know uh, roller roller skating and clapping their hands. Right. So I would take their 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 where their hand clip was, move it to the two where the snare drum is, move the next one to the four, and then loop that into right. a certain BPM, and then play that along with a song, and it would be right in sync. Wow. So then the next evolution would take that was like, well, let's use the audio. Yeah. So I've got Clive. So using uh, Clive Stubble's actual drumming, wow. and then placing that over top of of like some eighties songs uh yeah. getting stuff like fred astaire tap dancing yeah yeah you know yeah you can hear the sound of his, his feet you can see him tap dancing and layering that over top so wow. I, yeah so put together it was like probably i think a 45 minute thing you can find it on, on vimeo okay and uh can we find any of your works anywhere like of of your visual yeah yeah um i, well, I did lots of stuff under technomorph that you can find and sometimes under like dvjktl you can find it but yeah if you search for uh uh, oh God, what was that thing? Can't remember what the name of the thing was for the Olympics. But yeah, it's under um, the Olympics and fun. But yeah, it was it was a fun project. But the whole thing was it was so much work. Yeah, so yeah. much work. Where do you see yourself going from this point on, man? Are you still no going to be doing this, or what do we? No idea. No idea. Seem to keep going. It's just what keep it. going, just day to day of doing it, and you know. I don't have the five, ten year plan thing because you know I've realized over t- over life like like things are things change. Yeah, things are so unpredictable. Speaking of which, how does this COVID? How has it affected you? How has it changed your world? Um, well, not you know when things got shut down, my thing was to come to this place, right. to environment and play for you know people here. Right. And uh, when that stopped, it was like whoa. That's like, that's what I do. What did you do to kind of? S- well, initially, you know, when that, when everything was getting shut down, a lot of DJs were jumping on, oh, or an artist, and it was like, oh, we're to do live stream, we do live stream, do it from home, do that. So yeah, like, okay, well, I'm gonna. So I talked to Jordan here. It was like, came, I would come down to the Morrissey on Saturday night when I'm playing, get the keys and come in here when it was empty, and DJ Is and that stream right? it. Wow. And uh, it was good because, you know, it got me out of the house, yeah. which was good. But then probably after a month of doing that, um, I would leave here at 2, 3 in the morning and say, like, well, um, did anyone tune in? 
I don't know. And like the place is empty here and it just did not feel the same. Right. At all. Right. Does it feel the same now with the people here or Um, does it still kind of have its holes in it? Well, it's, it's, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's still, still has its holes in it. Well, you know, number one money wise that, you know, yeah. So I'm, I'm not making, you know, what, what, I was. So then what motivates you to keep doing what you Oh, because because of the whole thing that you said of doing it for free is I get to come in here and there are some people in here. Yeah. And I get to play for those people and I get to feedback, you know, I get to play myself. Right. And I get some feedback from people and see people dancing, see people singing along, see people clapping. Right. And uh, that feeds me. Cool. So. Cool. Well, I mean... I, you know, I feel like your family when I come in here Mm -hmm. and I mean, man, it's, it's, it's ear popping some days, man. I'll come in here and you played something that I had totally hadn't registered in so many years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, our, um, like I say, our importance, uh, of what we do and, and what we've been, uh, it, it's important to the world. It's important to the people mm-hmm. around us. And mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're storytellers mm-hmm. and we're history. Yeah, it, I can set my watch or where I was at any point in time yeah. throughout a year, a decade, or, you know, when this song came out, you mm-hmm. know, when this thing. And uh, it's really wonderful to be in this position. Mm-hmm. I, I, I relish it. Like for yourself, do you feel... Like, do you play music every day? Is is no. there some ritual? Uh, no, no, I do not. It's funny because often too, you know, I'll go to a dinner party. And right. Like, oh, can you put like put on or you know, riding in someone's car? Like, oh, do you know you're a DJ? Do you want to put on some music? <laughs> I'm like, no, I do not. Yeah. And in my iPhone, like, I have zero music or zero playlist. So right. I've got that stuff at, at at home. So so now with technology, which I I love. Yeah. Remember, it's Shazam. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Huge on Shazam. Yeah. Like, I'll be sitting there watching a video on Netflix. Oh my God, what is this song? Like, Shazam is like, oh my God, there instantly I know. Like, back in the day, I would hear a song right. and I would like somehow, like, listen to their, their radio station announce it or it was in the club. Like, like, right. how, I, like it, it would take sometimes like a couple months, if not two years, to figure out what a song was, let alone like being able to get it. And now yeah. being able to Shazam something. It's just amazing. It, and then I could take it now and I go, oh, add to Spotify. So I have like these uh, playlists on Spotify. I just yeah. drop these tracks in. Yeah. So I go back later and, you know, we'll, we'll go through and filter them, yeah. find them, and then, you know, go and get those tracks and put them together in some kind of order. Yeah. So they're a complete mess. I would not like, they're not things to listen to. So they're, they're like work notepad things. So. Okay. What do you think about, excuse me, I, I've been to ask you this. Um, what is your feeling about the scene in Vancouver? Is there a scene? Uh, is there what, what's going on here? I've I've been here for three decades, man. I got to tell you, I've been to Chicago, I've been to New York, I've been to Philly, Baltimore, and, and I mean California. We, there was a scene going on. What's happened with Vancouver? How come Vancouver has never taken on an image? And in a, in a like, yeah, I want to go there, you mm-hmm. know, to hear that. 
you know why have it with all the talent pool that we have here and with with some of the best djs i think in the world Mm -hmm. what's happening why why isn't vancouver being acknowledged Mm. well i'm not sure it's weird because i don't really feel that that's there's been kind of any kind of zone or area again things are just with the internet yeah. and styles um people are just going off on doing their their own thing right yeah so, so it's it, it lends itself to being the city is so transient i guess mm-hmm. in a sense which i think vancouver has always been like that ever since i've been here like there there's it, it's such a small city too as well like i know for hip-hop like right. i don't think there was any real hip-hop nights or if you, people tried they were like you it was like very difficult to get people out because yeah. it just wasn't enough well it was just a small fraction yeah like yeah. you know i was part of that i mm-hmm. i was managing a hip-hop group from edmonton and selling them here and selling them down in la and pushing their product and and you know it didn't it wasn't here <clears throat> They, they've never had it really here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's part of the reason why I say, you know, a culture had a lot to do with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, uh, this is a city that seems to be forever in transition, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, so yeah, nothing yeah. is ever stuck on the wall. Yeah. And, and also, too, I, I think, too, like Vancouver being a, such a, a young city that we don't have any history. Like, like often to a lot of the DJs I know when I talk when they would go out, record digging yeah and like i did it when i first came here and i just stopped doing it because you know you go and say oh here's like you know a whole bunch of april one here's a whole bunch of this and a whole bunch of that like we're not you're not going to come across some you know great crazy soul collection that someone's on yeah yeah um but yeah i i I don't know what i i can't really put my finger on it excuse me and you know, and like I said, I've been here three decades, and I've seen the changes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's it kind of blows me away that we still have not, in this city, found a way to say that's where I want to go if I want to hear this. You mm-hmm. know, because we have such a great bevy of artists and entertainers here. Yeah, this this city is very rich. And this is one of the other reasons why I do what I'm doing here mm-hmm. is to bring that out, uh, you know, and, and I hope that it's somewhere that this show does that. Would we be able to bring these folks out and then bring them to the front and then mm-hmm. to the surface and give this city some identity? But I think with some of it, too, it's a, a lot of it, too, is is underground. Right. And I think with a lot of it, we want to stay there. Yeah, like, like that place, the Dollhouse. Like yeah. it was great because we were underground. It was small. Right. Not a lot of people knew about it. Yeah. There was no assholes there. There was no bitches there. No. And no. we liked it like that. <laughs> and and that's uh, I love it. it. Was like oh this is great. Like yeah. And, and you know they don't they don't want to do advertising. Okay, so when I first took my first gig here, it was like walking on the street. I hadn't been down Granville Street for years. And yeah. Yeah. I was scared of what I was going to have to play. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, are, are these the people I have to deal with? So the underground, I know there's like a drum and bass. There's a great drum and bass scene here. Uh, yeah. And you wouldn't necessarily know that unless you knew yeah. those people and where to go. And, and you know, they're not advertising out at UBC trying to get more people in because, again, they want to keep it 
they're a small, tight-knit crowd family yeah. of folks who really love the drum and bass. Yeah, yeah. Are you happy? I'm happy, yeah. Are you happy, <laughs> <laughs> are you happy with where you are right now, man? Yeah, I'm yeah. good, yeah. Man, I, I so cherish you, man. Yeah. You, you're, you're, you, you're the storyteller. Thanks. And... Uh, yeah, I, I feel so safe with you holding yeah. the axe. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I love because, you know, you give me that feedback a lot. Of, Thank of, you. Of stuff of, you know, I when I can tell I've, I've hit your heart. I've hit your soul with oh, stuff yeah. I've played. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I see the joy that it brings out in you. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I implore you, man, yeah. to yeah. keep and it's, going. And again, too, like we, this is our first time sitting down and talking, right? And, right. And, Again, like I say, this is how I talk to people. So yeah, we've yet to sit down, but we've com- we've connected. Yes, absolutely. Over brother. the music, we've connected. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like yeah. your family, man, yeah. and, and and what you're doing is is no more than any tribe elder would do is to tell the story mm-hmm. and you know complete it. Mm-hmm. And I love you for it. Thank, oh, thank you, you so much, Thanks. and thank you for so much being yeah. here with the Vem family and. Uh, taking time out for us thanks you yeah at 3 30 in the morning <laughs> thanks to my staff uh chris it's 4 30 tj hey. natalia abby what's that man's name down there guy no that guy that guy <laughs> that guy robbie ryan Crystal, thank you guys so much, and thank you all for listening and, and viewing in here. This has been a real pleasure. Thank yeah, you so, so much, Yeah, Gary. come on down, Marcy. Usually yes. here Saturday nights. Saturday nights. until 3.14 a.m., I say. There you go. you got to come on down here, folks. You're missing a treat. Anyway, thank you all for listening. This is EJ Love and Them Magazine for my staff, myself, and for Mr. Carey here. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank you. Thank you.